0: Why lies he in such mean estate where ox and ass are feeding? Good Christians, fear for sinners here. The silent word is pleading. Nails, spear, shall pierce him through. The cross be born for me, for you. Hail, hail the word made flesh. The babe, the son of Mary. In all the songs we sang tonight, in all the carols of Christmas, this is probably... One of my favorite lyrics of all. Nails, spear, shall pierce him through. The cross be born for me, for you. In Philippians chapter 2, we read of the humiliation of the Son of God as he took on human flesh in the incarnation. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, But emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Jesus' humble obedience began when he took the form of servant by being born in the likeness of men. The son's obedience began before his birth, even Though he did not win, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. And it manifested itself, however, particularly in that birth. Christ was not only found in human form. He, though sinless, took the form of sinful flesh. He became sin. He took the form of fallen humanity. He suffered under the the curse we all suffer under. We read in Hebrews... That since, therefore, the children share in flesh and blood, he likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. What child is this reminds us that the suffering of Calvary, the pangs of his ultimate death, began already while he was in the manger, even as he nursed at his mother's breast. Our catechism reminds us that Christ, my Lord, by suffering unspeakable anguish, pain and terror of soul on the cross, but also earlier has delivered me from hellish anguish and torment. Even the Christ child in the manger is suffering for his people. Not only suffering the want laying aside all of his heavenly glory, but suffering pain And that's what we are reminded by Milton's poem, Upon the Circumcision. Reflecting upon how this profound truth is powerfully and sacramentally portrayed in the bloody Old Testament sacrament of circumcision. Jesus, born of a woman born under the law, obediently endured and fulfilled the sacrament of circumcision on the eighth day, anticipating his own circumcision on the cross. Milton writes, he who with all heaven's heraldry will err, entered the world, now bleeds to give us ease. Alas, how soon our sin, sore Dolph begin his infancy to seize. Just as the circumcision of every Israelite male, from Abraham to the cross, pointed to the shedding of blood that would turn away God's wrath, even pointed to the blood of the covenant, the Passover lamb, so the true lamb of God, takes away the sin of the world as his blood, his infant blood is shed. And Milton continues explaining more exceeding love or law, more just, just law indeed, but more exceeding love. For we by rightful doom remediless were lost to death till he that dwelt above high throned in secret bliss for us frail dust emptied his glory even to nakedness. Milton points out that there was no other remedy for our sins, save this, this remarkable mystery of the Incarnation. There's no other way for the cosmic creator and the ruler of the universe to set us free from the bondage into which we had entered through our sin. And he willingly set aside his glory for us, frail dust, even to the point of nakedness and ultimately death. And that great covenant, which we still transgress, he entirely satisfied. The covenant of life, the covenant of creation, the covenant that promises life to all those who obey, if we could but obey its precepts. Yet we cannot for even a moment. He, however, entirely satisfied it. And this is what we refer to as the active righteousness of Christ. He is the perfect law keeper, the perfect Israelite, the perfect son of his heavenly father. One of my personal heroes of the faith, Jay Gresham Machen, on his deathbed, not quite a hundred years ago today, or not today, but not quite a hundred years ago. I believe it was New Year's Day, actually. His last words were recorded as, thank God for the active righteousness of Christ. No hope without it. Jesus loved his father, his God, with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength for every moment of his life. And he loved his neighbor selflessly to the uttermost and he loved us brothers and sisters when we were at enmity with him paul writes to the romans for while we were still weak at the right time christ died for the ungodly for one will scarcely die for a righteous person though perhaps for a good person one would dare to die but god shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners christ died for us Since, therefore, we've been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Milton points to the cross. The full wrath beside of God's vengeful justice he bore for our excess and seals obedience first with wounding smart this day. But oh, ere long, huge pangs and strong will pierce more near his heart. Jesus not only obeyed God's law perfectly in our place, he also bore the penalty for our failure to do so. He bore the vengeful justice for our excess. Sealing his obedience. With this wounding smart and knowing yet, even as an infant, that before long huge pangs and strong would pierce more near his heart. So, dear Christians, bring him incense, gold, and myrrh. Come, peasant, king, to own him. The king of kings salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise the song on high. The virgin sings her lullaby. Joy, joy for Christ is born, the babe, the son of Mary.